hello, 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 everyone. This is the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. I've got quite a few games to talk about, and I'm going to put this out right up front. Not a lot of good to look forward to. Not too many good games here, but what you've got to look forward to is Tony and Clyde, Black Widow Recharge, Toy Soldiers HD, Sheepo, Silver Change, The Good Life, The Jackbox Party Pack 8, and forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I've played a bunch of games and not like them. I'm a bad, bad little kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. However, before we get to that, I think I've realized that, because uh, yesterday, streaming and everything, it's a, it's a bad day, back-wise. My back was in a lot of pain for a lot of the day, and I struggled through it, powered through it, and still streamed. But I think I'm just going to have to get used to and deal with sleeping on my back. Because I did that, and I feel much better today. And there may not be an actual correlation, but I've always heard that people with back issues, that sleeping on your back is better for alignment and all that kind of jazz. So just going to have to get used to it. feels weird doing it like I'm a corpse or something, but if it can help with my back, then uh, it's worth it, I'd say. But that's enough of that rambling nonsense. Let's just get on to what I've been playing. I'm just trying to, you know... I'm trying to do whatever I can to not talk about these games. So Tony and Clyde is a third-person twin-stick shooter. You can play as Tony or Clyde. The one dude, maybe it's Clyde or Tony. I think it might be Clyde. Has a bit of a... Is it Lynch or Kane? Which one was the grimy-looking, greasy one? But that one, it's got a bit of a that vibe. But you're two dudes, and I don't know what the fucking story was. It was poorly voice acted, and I checked out very quickly, and I'm glad I did and didn't bother paying attention to it because the gameplay is absolute shit. The game itself, design-wise, everything, it is just a real piece of garbage. And I don't like saying that. I don't like saying something that people have put a lot of work and time into is garbage, but Tony and Clyde, there's just no redeeming quality to it. It's third-person angle perspective and the angles make it very easy for you to get killed by some enemy that you can't see off screen because it is a one hit and you're dead type of game so if you kill or hit an enemy with one bullet they die and if you get hit with just one bullet you die no health bar or anything like that it's just avoiding enemy projectiles as much as you can and you have a little dodge roll that is it gives you some invincibility frames i believe but it is an absolute nightmare to play because you will go into areas and then you'll trigger enemies to pop up and they'll come at you off screen they'll start shooting at you before you can even see them then they kill you and the checkpointing system is pretty shit so you'll have to restart from the beginning or halfway through a level and it just it's not fun it's cheap it looks like shit plays like shit and the only reason to even bother with it is because 
it is some of the easiest achievement points I've gotten in a very long time. And I didn't know this going in. I, I did get a code for it. And if you want them easy achievements, you can get all of them in less than 10 minutes. I, I don't want to say five minutes. You might have to put a little bit more time than five minutes into it. And we'll also test your patience to some degree because you can get all of them within the first level and at the only checkpoint in the level. So once you hit that checkpoint, there'll be a little emblem, a little, not mural, but a, a sign of this one like biker gang. You have to go up to it to trigger one achievement. And that's the only one that's location-based or anything, but everything else is die this many times, kill this many enemies, do a dodge roll this many times, and so on. So pretty easy achievement-wise. And it's not asking you to kill a lot of them. It's like, here, kill five, kill 10, kill 20. That's the only reason to play Tony and Clyde is what I'm saying. You're not playing this game for fun or the story or anything. You're playing it because you like easy achievements. And if you don't, stay away from Tony and Clyde because it is a bad game. Then Black Widow Recharged is another one of those attempts to breathe new life into a classic arcade game. In this case, it is Black Widow. And they fancy up the visuals. And I don't know what else exactly because Black Widow for me is an arcade game from Atari that I never even heard of until this new version came out. I've never heard of Black Widow. I must have played it at some point, I would assume, because I'm guessing it was probably in one of the Atari volumes, because I own all those. I played all the games in those. But, you know, I didn't put a lot of time into any individual game except for the ones that I already knew and had some affinity for, or ones that I played. I was like, oh, man, this is really, really good. So I have no recollection of Black Widow prior to this, and I can't speak to how it compares to the original version, but in this one, you play as a spider, you are on a play field, which is your web, and bugs are coming in from all sides of the screen, and it's essentially just a twin-stick arcade shooter. You're killing the bugs, they'll drop dollar signs, you pick those up, those increase your score. And some bugs will have a little, like, honeycomb-looking balls that they're carrying or whatever and i think you have to kill them in a certain way for them to drop it lest you want to destroy the loot as well and then you push that loot towards the center of your web i was doing that at least i think i was getting points for it but i i so rarely ended up doing that uh, i mostly just focus on killing enemies and picking up the money that they would drop and some enemies will drop power-ups that give you special weapons like a spread shot or rapid fire a thing that shoots forward and both sides slows down time etc and it's it's okay but i can't see any reason to play it over other similar games even games you've maybe put dozens and dozens or hundreds of hours in if you've played any of the Geometry Wars games for dozens and dozens of hours already and you're you're maybe sick of them or you've just put so much time in them and you you want something new, you can you can try Black Widow. You can play it for a bit. But as someone who did put a fair amount into the first two Geometry Wars games, 
I would much rather just go back to those and play those again or actually dabble with the third one or check out Super Stardust or so many other games. I, I, I just don't think Black Widow Recharge does anything to stand out in any exceptional way. Plays fine. It's not the smoothest gameplay-wise, but it is responsive, and I never felt like the difficulty was cheap or anything. You also have a special web power that you build up as you're killing enemies that you can use to do a big area effect attack that has a bit of a, not cooldown period, but a charge-up period. So you'll shoot out your web or whatever, and then it'll take a few seconds for it to activate, and then everything in there is destroyed. But that's all I really messed with. I think there might have been some other modes or whatever, but I just, the gameplay was, it was fine, but it was just not doing anything to grab me and make me want to keep playing it. It's perfectly fine. It's the kind of game that I'd say, go ahead and pick it up when it's on sale for like five bucks or whatever. Give it a go if you if you like those types of games. If you are a fan of twin stick arcade shooters, you can maybe have some fun with it. But I think for anyone like me who doesn't have any nostalgia for the original version and then can't compare them or have that love to fall back on and, and whatnot, it's a harder sell because it doesn't spice things up like say, Pac-Man Championship Edition or the Space Invaders, Infinity Extreme games or whatever those were. Uh, it definitely seems like it, it, it's more... Not that it's geared towards fans of the original, but that fans of the original are the people who would really get something out of it. Then Toy Soldiers HD is easily, 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 easily the most disappointing game of the bunch here. I've been waiting for this remaster this re-release for a very very long time uh, well not not that long but a few months at the very least and it kept getting pushed back to make sure that it, it came out and it was you know bug free and just the best version it could be so i was excited because it kept delaying it just a little bit here and there and i thought okay they're really clearly putting the time and effort into making this a fantastic version of a game I love from the Xbox Live Arcade days. And I'll say this, plays well, runs well, plays well. They've changed the way some of the controls work so that it's a bit more streamlined and less fiddly and less menu heavy or you having to do multiple actions to get something done. It's a lot simpler and easier to just do what you want to do, which I really, really appreciate. But everything other than that is either exactly the same seemingly as the original releases or kind of lesser. There is, so this is a remaster, I guess is technically what they call it. I don't, I don't know. One, it's kind of weird that it's Toy Soldiers HD when the 360 era was the first HD era. So those were HD, but I guess, you know, only 720p probably for those arcade games. But it feels way more like a straight port than any type of remaster. The visuals do not look any different outside of one negative aspect. And that is, there seems to be some crazy artificial sharpening going on that makes everything look really shitty. I think 
this version of Toy Soldiers looks worse than the original version. And I booted up the original version on my Series X because if you are an Xbox owner, and this is only for Xbox owners, I guess they came out on PC as well. I think. I don't know. I can't remember if these were exclusive to the 360. But if you have a Series X and you own these games, and I'm sure you can still buy them, maybe. Don't don't quote me on that because there are games that have been delisted. So that may not be possible. But both Toy Soldiers and Cold War are backward compatible on Xbox consoles. So I booted that up. Visually, in terms of the just general quality of models and everything, they seem to be pretty on par with each other. And I'm sure the resolution difference is there. But where the original release trumps the new one is that that artificial sharpening is not going uh, or is not there so it's much easier to read text on screen because the text depending on where it's located and where you're looking on the map in the new version it's fucking very unpleasant and sometimes unreadable uh which sucks but sharpening is just like it is one of the worst visual things you can do with anything because it is so fake and artificial. It shouldn't be there. TVs shouldn't even have that setting. Every TV should be set to sharpening zero and they shouldn't allow people to fuck with it. And no one, like, it's just, I hate sharpening maybe more than anything because it just is probably the thing that will make things look the worst. I, I know that you can change hues and all that kind of stuff and the colors will make people look like the Hulk or whatever and that is worse technically. But if not adjusting shit like that, God, sharpening is just terrible. But then it just... I don't see what changes were really made outside of, again, the the adjustments and controls and all that. And yes, this is available on, I think, everything. So that's one good thing about it. If you've never been able to play these games in the past. Because I, I can't even remember if these games came to PlayStation 3 or not. These are great games. These are great games. Or, uh, you know, this is just the first one. Toy Soldiers and its follow-up, Cold War. Both fantastic games. So if you've never played Toy Soldiers, Toy Soldiers HD is worth picking up because it's a really fun and i'm not even talking about the game the game is a not horde i'm trying to think like there was a term for it back in the day like when we were getting a lot of games like this tower defense tower defense it's a tower defense there we go god it's a tower defense game where you have the ability to go into your various towers and control them manually so you can put in a turret and then you can control it and aim and do all that yourself. And I think you'll get like extra currency for doing that yourself and getting kills that way. But I believe at the time, no tower defense games was or no tower defense games were giving you that type of control. So it was kind of this cool little gimmick of uh, toy soldiers. And it's really fun. You know, you, you have your waves of enemies that come in, they follow their path. You place your turrets on there. It's a lot more... Linear is not the term for a game like this, but you're not given a lot of freedom in terms of where you can place turrets or anything like that. 
as opposed to other tower defense games. You have very specific designated spots and your only use of creativity is in the turret to use and where you place them in your space and which ones you choose to upgrade and then how you decide to use your ability to control them. But it's much more simplified, uh, which is nice. You know, it's nice to have something like that. But um, if you if you own an Xbox, I would honestly, oh, because I can't remember how. I think this, oh, this probably costs twenty dollars. If this is thirty dollars, that's that's a lot to ask for this, given how much little work seems to have been done with it. But I would more so recommend picking up the first two games on xbox instead of this if they are available if you can still purchase them that is of course an important factor and it is only for xbox on other platforms you can only get this version so yeah very disappointing to just see that it it seems like at least to me that not as much has been done with this this port this remaster this whatever it is in actuality. So that, that was real disappointing. Especially since I've been waiting. At least a few months for it to come out. Then Shippo. Shippo is one of the bright spots this week. Shippo is a Metroidvania-esque game. Where you play as a little Shippo I guess. And you are tasked with. Going to these various planets. And collecting samples. Of these various species. So that. I, I can't remember if like there is some thing that is coming and is going to wipe a lot of them out but you're doing this so that in case these species go extinct or whatever you will have these samples to preserve them and i guess bring them back to life with whatever magical science stuff you have at your disposal but the way it works is that when you are getting these samples and everything when you get a sample of uh, a species and you do this by collecting one of their eggs you then have the ability to when you're near one of them transform into them for a short period of time and utilize their abilities so the first one you get is this little like goosey ducky bird thing and it gives you the ability to fly so you can reach high up spaces and collect secrets or reach places you wouldn't be able to otherwise and i like this mechanic a lot what I don't like is that playing this on Xbox, the mapping of the controls is weird and I hate it. The jump is mapped to the B button and then you're like interact as A. And I get having or wanting to interact be A, but I would have rather it have been like X and then A jump because just, I don't know. I've never, I've never liked it when a game doesn't put jump on A or with PlayStation on X. It just is like one of those things that for me, it's become such a standard, such a thing we've all come to expect that when that's not the case, it really bothers me. And you can't remap the controls, you know, if you want to do it outside of the game, if you have like an Elite controller or whatever, because like, I don't think you can remap the regular Xbox controllers, but if you have an Elite controller and you want to set up a specific profile for Shippo, you could do that, sure, but you shouldn't have to do that. And it's not the biggest problem. It's something you'll get used to, something I got used to quickly. It's just a slight annoyance 
that I was like, man, why? Why do people do this? I, I just don't understand it. Is it to try and be different? It's like when first-person shooters on controller don't have the, what we've come to expect in all of them, the left trigger for eye insights, right trigger for shoot, but they want to do something else. I'm like, just do it the way every other game is doing it, okay? It's that way for a reason, because it feels fucking good. It feels intuitive. It just feels right. There are cases where controls have fucking gotten it. And there's no point in trying anything new. Stop it. <laughs> Try something new elsewhere. Um, I don't want change, is what I'm trying to say. Leave it alone. You perfected it. A for jump is perfect. Don't change it. But a sheepo has a really nice visual style. And controls well outside of that. You'll also be able to You have a double jump. Wall jump that feels pretty good. The only thing with the wall jump is that even if you are if you're if you're standing next to a wall jump and you jump and then you want to do a double jump, you don't have to press it against a wall or anything to do wall jumping. You just have to have the character against it. So that was something I had to get used to because there were times where I just kind of wanted a double jump when I was right next to a wall, but you can't do that. You have to be a little off of it. So that was something I had to get used to. You will get these uh little <sighs> balls or whatever in the environment that you can go. I don't. You like go into them or whatever, and they can shoot you far distance. There, there are some fun traversal mechanics in the game. I like the transforming aspect of it and the way that affects the whole Metroidvania thing, and that that's what allows you to access new areas and stuff like that. And you're gaining more with each egg you discover and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to playing more, and what I've played so far, I do enjoy. Outside of, you know, being a little irked with the controls initially and, and whatnot. But I think Shippo is definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of those types of games. And if what you've heard sounds interesting, then Silver Chains is a horror game that came out on PC, I think, two years ago. Now on consoles and playing on Xbox is bad. Full of cheap scares that are so cheap, so obvious, and so bad that not even I at any point jumped during the, the scares that I was uh, met with. Because I played it for maybe an hour and I was like, yeah, this is just, it doesn't control well. It feels both sluggish and too loose at the same time. So your movement is really slow and sluggish, but then your turning is very loose and it just, didn't feel good to control. Doesn't look that great. Didn't care about the story. It just... It was very underwhelming in pretty much every way. And there is no... Uh, if there is a difficulty level of any kind, it didn't ask me, so there's there's no safe mode or anything like that, which is also a bummer. I think any or every horror game should offer some kind of safe mode, especially if you have some kind of narrative you, you're wanting to tell. But uh, nothing of that sort here. So that's a bit annoying. Uh, it, it's a traditional hide-and-seek type of first-person horror game. So unless something comes into play later down the line, you don't really have any way to defend yourself against threats. You just have to hide. And uh, yeah. It's, it's not good. 
And speaking of not good, The Good Life is the latest game from Swery, whatever it is, whoever it is, who I forget what he's no. I don't. Is it is it the is it the the what Jim call it, dude? The what is that stupid game that people like that's not actually good? That came out on 360, and then there was a PS3 version that like fixed all the technical issues with the 360 version, but I think did some visual changes that made it uglier or maybe it performed I don't know. What was it? Dead something. They made a second one and they released it on the Switch with cell shaded visuals. And that one I think is maybe one of the worst performing games on Switch. If my memory is serving me right. Dead something. It's D. Deadly Premonition. Is it the Deadly Premonition guy? Is that who this sweary is? I can't remember. But either way, the good life is a game where you are a photojournalist, and you go to this small town to discover the mysteries of it. And quickly you learn that at night, the people turn into animals. And then you drink some juice from some witch, and then you can turn into a cat. And doesn't control well, doesn't look that great. It especially doesn't control well when you're the cat. Holy shit. In order to climb, <laughs> in order to climb buildings, for instance, when you're the cat, you have to go into a first-person mode and then find a spot on the building with some claw marks on it that signify this is a, a space where you can climb, and then you press a button to say, yes, I want to climb, and then you'll jump on it, and then you can start climbing, and you climb it like fucking weird. And like, It's just a bad controlling game that doesn't look that great with a story that could maybe be kind of interesting, but all the characters within it are garbage, you're garbage. I don't like you. The photojournalist aspect of it isn't all that great. You're just like going after keywords and then you post them on your fake Instagram type of thing and you get hearts. And for each heart, you get a penny or whatever for your bank account. If you get a game over, you lose money unless it's in your ATM in your bank account. So don't keep any on your person ever. I don't know. I, I played it for a few hours and I was like, why? After After a few hours... I felt like I, one, wasted those few hours, and two, really struggled to even stay awake and alert while playing it. It's a very, very boring game. And I'm sure there are people who will really, really like it, especially if it is from the, the Deadly Premonition guy, and it's just like there are those diehard fans who are all about his type of charm. But I feel like there's probably... I feel like most people who even like those games will not get much out of this because I just, I don't see any real charm in the characters or this small town or any of it. So, yeah, not a fan of that. Then the Jackbox Party Pack 8, I played a bit on stream, played two games with my viewers, and this is my first experience with a Jackbox game. I, prior to this, had only any experience with Jackbox-related stuff in the physical version. I think I may have played a PlayStation 1 version, too, if that existed. But I had the physical version of You Don't Know Jack that had a bunch of cards and then four buttons and then a screw in the middle, a nail, uh, if anyone also had that thing, which was fun because... It was fun screwing people and actually hitting the screw. Uh, but uh, I love those games. 
in part because the voice of Jack or uh, is the the host isn't Jack, right? I don't know, but the host's voice was good and fun, and then the writing was good. But um, the two games we played in the Jackbox Party Pack, one was a trivia game where you were asked questions like how many of these things were in this song, were mentioned in this song, and then you had to pick from them all, and then when the timer's up, however many you got right, you get a certain amount of points for, and whoever won that round, because at the beginning, you all ask a question to the son, which is the host of that game. And at the end, whoever wins, their question is answered via like a eight ball type of system. And that wasn't, that great it was okay though uh but then the other one we played was some job thing where it would ask you questions and you would answer them or whatever and there are also things where you would take specific words and then form sentences i and at least one of my other viewers had no idea what the fuck was going on in that game and how things were working out how we were getting from this place to that place. And it's just, I didn't have any fun with Jackbox Party Pack 8. I only played the two games because I enjoyed those two so little, I had no interest in playing anymore. And the thing is, probably with more people playing or maybe in the same room, it could be fun. Maybe the other games are better too. But the two games you played, I just, to me, while playing it, I thought if we were doing this in person, I would much rather just play an actual tabletop game in person. And if we're ignoring that and saying this is something you can do online and something you can do when you're not able to get together in person, I would also much rather just having not used it. So I don't know, maybe it's a lot. I, I would just rather fucking use tabletop simulator and play a tabletop game. Like, I didn't get anything out of the Jackbox Party Pack 8. And I feel like that is a very me thing because people love these games. But all I can talk about is, is how I felt playing it. I just, I wasn't enjoying it. I would rather play any of the Mario Party games. I'd probably rather play that Animal Crossing Mario Party thing. Amiibo of an Animal Party. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Give me freaking Viva Pinata Party Animals fucking anything i just I, I wasn't enjoying this at all then forgive me father is the second bright spot of the week and it's a game that just launched an early access a retro first person shooter that has a very unique visual style and animation style that is reminiscent of older games like Nukem 3d and the like where it's kind of animated on probably the closest would be to say is like animated on threes. Cause I think it's, it's, it's not as smooth as being animated on twos, but think of stuff like into the spider verse as a recent thing, but just that more choppy animation style or sable is another great example of a game that is trying to you know, fall back on, not fall back on, but like it is inspired by that, more classic animation style and it looks really good and it has a cell shady aesthetic to it as well uh, a comic book aesthetic 
and I really, really, really like the look of Forgive Me, Father. And that is why I enjoy playing it because gameplay-wise, level design-wise, and enemy encounter-wise, it's not anything special in its current form. The, the game does play well. Uh, it, it was a bit rough for me being my first first-person shooter, really, with a mouse and keyboard in a very long time. I tried one match of Battlefield 2042 or whatever it is with mouse and keyboard, and I was like, oh my god, this is I, this is so foreign to me now, and quickly uninstall that. So outside of that, this is the first first-person shooter I've played with mouse and keyboard in a very, very long time. I'm just so not used to it. But I, I started to get used to it pretty quick-ish, and it controls well. It's just that the level design is pretty boring. There's not a lot to it, not a lot of secrets to be found and even the secrets that are there are so out there that they don't even feel like secrets and then the enemies will so often and this happens way too much for my liking but so often you will enter a room and then enemies will spawn behind you they'll just spawn on of nowhere or maybe a, a door will open and just i don't mind that happening every now and again in specifically designed spaces that are meant to like just overwhelm you basically but for them to so often sneak up on you and get some free easy hits in that will take away from your health, I found that annoying. But it is an early access game. I'm not sure where it is in its development and how much time they expect to be in early access. I didn't look into any of that. And I'm not sure what the price tag is on it currently. I did get the code for it. And to say something about it too, I pretty much ignore all emails about PC-only games because I just, I'm not a big PC gamer at this point. I want to try and get back into it. But for me to see a game and say, yes, I, I want to try this. It is only on PC, but I don't care. I want to give this a go. That's saying something. And it really does come down to the visual uh, and just the overall style of the game. I think it looks great. When you're killing enemies and they explode, very cool. It's uh, a very Lovecraftian world and everything, and it's utilizing those types of monsters and, and vibe and, and, and all that. Um, so it's worth looking into, uh, depending on the price and everything and, and your comfort level with early access titles. Because like I said, right now, runs well, plays well, design-wise, lacking and needs improvement there but i think the core fundamentals of the game the visuals the style the game play is all pretty good so they just need to make a good game around that which you know depending on who you ask is either the hardest or easiest part of game development but uh that is again forgive me father currently available on PC uh, via early access. Not sure if it's Steam only or anywhere else, but uh, I was playing on Steam. But yeah, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to see me playing games like Forgive Me Father, though I did that via Discord because I was not able to at least 
yesterday when I was trying to do it with no prep, I could not get Streamlabs to work with me playing a PC game while streaming at the same time. So maybe I I, I might have found a fix for that. And I'll give it a go again tonight. But uh, if you'd like to see me streaming and playing the games, you can go do so over at twitch.tv slash sausage. If you'd like to watch the videos I make, like for Attack the Backlog, which I'll also mention in a little bit uh, from now, but you can do so over at youtube.com slash sausage. And speaking of pixelated sausage, you're going to hear a lot of this in the episodes of Attack the Backlog, but I've got this whole new outro set up. Speaking of pixelated sausage, though, if you put a little dot and a comma after that, you get my website, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast and the Pixelated Sausage podcast. You know what else you can find there? My art. And if you like what you see, you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.